of the year 2021. Amen. Um, as, you, as you can see, that's our mural for this year. Uh, our, our theme is given to us by the presiding bishop of our church, um, Bishop Dr. Opon Edujemfi. Amen. And this year, our theme is Knowing Christ. Last year was the Lordship of Christ. This year is Knowing Christ. So that's the mural. Amen. So let's keep that in mind. Um, based on that, this morning I'm going to talk on knowing Christ. Amen. So that's going to be my theme for today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for an opportunity to minister to your people. We ask that your word will come forth in power, yet in simplicity and in clarity of speech. But I pray that um, this year of a truth, may we come to know you. May we know you. May we say like Paul that we've known you, we've experienced you, we've handled you, we've touched you. May we experience the very reality of Christ this year because we have a quest to know you. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 to 11. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two scripture readings that would be the basis of our sermon. So Philippians chapter three verse ten to eleven is the first one, and Luke chapter twenty four. Basically, for you to understand Luke chapter twenty four, you have to read from verses thirteen to fifty one. That's the whole message. But for the brevity of time, I'm just gonna be cherry picking Luke twenty four and be reading just different verses. I'm going to be focusing more on verses 19 to 27, and 31 to 35, and 44 to 45, as you can see on the slide. So let's look at the first scripture. Philippians chapter three, verse 10 to 11. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So our theme is actually taken from only verse 10 but I, um, based on this series I would like to add verse 11 um, to, to our theme for the, the memory verse for the theme. Amen. Um, this was Paul talking when he had accomplished so much you know at that time when Paul was writing the book of Philippians he was a very well accomplished man of God he could really rest on his laurels and he could really boast of his achievements but you see Paul talking here about striving to know Christ the more you know Paul after writing this he had had a vision of Christ which he documented in 2nd Corinthians uh, Paul writing this he had written almost half of the New Testament had planted many churches mentored many Paul did many great miracles yet Paul says that I have not attained anything I have done nothing I just want to know Christ the more and if Paul is talking like this what would the rest of us say 
he had countered all things if you even read um before the pre before this verse the preceding verses from verses five going he had countered all things rubbish you know when you made when you read a contemporary version it uses a nice word like rubbish but the real word he was saying was dung king james version and dung is even a nice word we don't want to even go there this morning but paul was saying that that is how baseless and how worthless he counted everything he had achieved his pedigree his tribe reputation he counted all of them down in light of the excellence of christ's knowledge this year what will be your value system so right here you see paul's value system he didn't he didn't have respect of his pedigree didn't have respect of his tribe he's from the tribe of benjamin he's a hebrew of hebrews he's a pharisee you know those days becoming a pharisee was an achievement because it meant you were studious paul counted all these things dang he called them rubbish in light of searching and in the quest of the excellence of christ's knowledge ladies and gentlemen i pray that may we be eternity minded may we be heaven focused and may we be spiritually driven this year to attain the best of christ now if you read the verse we 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 just um, talk about carefully paul says he wanted to know christ and he could have just stopped there but he said i want to also know the power of his resurrection he could have stopped there that's a great achievement he said no i want to be a fellow partaker of his sufferings and not just that he said now I want to be conformed to his death. And then I add verse 11. And attain being resurrected from the dead. So based on this scripture reading, we are really going to do a series on knowing Christ. But as, as usual, I normally preach a series with, without an interruption. But for this time, I'll just have a break because pastors robert and jessica will have to come alongside and then minister and allow the lord to flow through them and then after that we'll we'll take off from where hopefully they 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 also land and we'll continue the series amen so there's there's gonna be a series so based on this today i want to start part one i may know him i may know him so now let's go to our scripture reading. That's the second scripture reading. Luke chapter 24, verses 19 to 27, 31 to 35, and 44 to 45. But I'm going to start with verses 19 to 27. So Luke chapter 24. I may know him. So when Paul says, I may know him, what does that mean? Now, this scripture is really going to answer that question. If you want to know Christ, how will you know Christ? So let's look at this passage of scripture that will answer that. And he said to them, What things? So they read to him, they said to him, I'm sorry, 
the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. In all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning him. Now, this story, for you to understand it carefully, these were two disciples. You know, Jesus, his main disciples were 12, but he had, his disciples were more than 12. The prominent ones who were mentioned were 12. And these were some of the disciples who were not really popular. In fact, if you read the scripture, you realize that only one person's name was mentioned, and that was Cleopas. So of the two disciples, one is called Cleopas, the other, we don't know his name. And they were traveling to Emmaus from Jerusalem. You know, Jesus was killed in Jerusalem and he was killed during the time of Passover. So, legend has it that they were probably returning back to where they were. They, they lived. That was Emmaus because the Passover season was over. Now, these disciples, they decide to engage in small talk. Of course, the Passover celebration is a big celebration. But what overshadowed the Passover celebration was the killing of an innocent man who supposedly is God. You know, at that time, people did not really believe whether he was God. He was accused of blasphemy. And even when they brought the worst sinner in Barabbas and they asked, who do you want to be free? They chose that Barabbas should be free. Jesus should be free. So this was a huge news headline that overshadowed the Passover celebration so of course it's all going to give them something to talk about on their journey and whilst they were talking the bible lets us know that jesus came in their midst you know i don't know how jesus came you know jesus just came in their midst and the bible lets us know something critically in verse 16 i didn't read it but if you read it the bible lets us know that their eyes were restrained that they didn't know Christ. So when they saw Jesus, they just saw him as any other person. And unfortunately, this is the story of many believers today. We claim to be Christians, his followers, yet we don't know him. So Jesus was not just talk Jesus was not in the midst of any ordinary people. He was in the midst of his disciples. Yet they didn't know him because they had a veiled understanding. So this year, I pray that may God open the eyes of our understanding to truly know him.
thank God for church. It's good if you come for Sunday service. It's good if you come for midweek Bible study. It's good when you attend the monthly prayer meetings. By and all, have a quest and a zeal that I want to know Christ the more. Because it is so sad to participate in church rituals, church traditions, and yet your eyes are restrained from knowing who Christ is. And that was the disciples. They couldn't even tell that Jesus was real. They couldn't even tell that Jesus was alive. He was there, but they didn't know who he was because their eyes were restrained. Now, Jesus also wanted to engage in a talk with them. So he asked them a question like, what's the scoop in town? What's the latest news? Tell me. To which Cleopas responded, are you a stranger? Don't you know that there is something that is happening in town here? Do you not know? Well, based on that, we start from verse 19 to 27. And Jesus said, what things happened? And then Cleopas decided to narrate the story. But in his narration, you see that the answer Cleopas gave really highlighted a certain condition of all the disciples. See, Cleopas was not just speaking for himself. He was speaking for his friend who is a disciple and then all the other disciples. His answer showed an idea of how they viewed Christ. And when you look at Cleopas' narration, you see three things that Cleopas said. He saw Christ as a prophet, mighty in word and in deed before God and the people. Partly true, because Christ is not only a prophet. You see, when Christ came on this earth, he just didn't want his audience to see him as a prophet. He also wanted them to see him as God. He wanted them to see him as the son of God. And these were disciples who were privy to Christ's teachings, were privy to Christ's counsel, had an audience with Christ. Yet, after three years, Cleopas did not have enough conviction. He did not have a firm persuasion of the divinity and the sovereignty of Christ. He just reduced Christ to just a prophet, just to one of them like Moses, just to one of them like Isaiah, just to one of them like Jeremiah. But Jesus was more than a prophet. He was the spotless lamp that was sacrificed to atone for the sin of the world. He is the son of God. He is God. But Cleopas didn't know that. And he was a disciple. He just knew Christ as a prophet who was mighty in word and deed before God and the people. And which was true. Christ was also a prophet, but he was more than a prophet. In his narration, you will pick up the second thing that Cleopas said. Christ was a political messiah. Because they didn't even understand the word savior. You know, to the Jew, when you say the word savior, they didn't think about a spiritual connotation. Because, mind you, when Jesus came, the Jewish people were under Roman captivity. 
So when they heard the word savior, they just thought of, oh, another person will come in the like manner like Moses and will deliver us from the captivity of the Romans. So when they heard the word savior being ascribed to Jesus, or when they even read the scriptures, and when they saw the word savior or messiah, all they could think of was applied to their present predicament. And their present predicament at that time was they were under captivity of the Romans. So they were expecting one who would come and liberate them from the Roman captivity like what Moses did years back. So Cleopas's understanding of Christ was veiled. He didn't see him as a savior. He rather saw him as a political messiah. And then the, the third thing that you pick up from Cleopas's narration of the story to Jesus was he was unsure of his resurrection. You see, he, he, he didn't have any firm conviction of who Christ was. And I'm sure when Christ was alive, he taught his disciples. You know, one of the people that Jesus spent time teaching were his disciples. He taught them about the scriptures, taught them that he came in the volume of the books to fulfill the will of Christ. But yet still, they were unsure of his resurrection. They couldn't firmly say that this man that we follow, he is going to die and on the third day, he's going to resurrect. Even though there were scriptures that attested to the fact that Christ will die and he will resurrect on the third day. Yet, when it came to the nitty-gritties, they could not firmly be convicted that Christ indeed will resurrect. They were unsure of his resurrection. And when Jesus saw this, he, de- he just decided to give them a cure. He referred them to the scriptures. That's why he calls it the prophets. Because during Jesus' days, you have to understand that the Bible was only the Old Testament. It was the first five books and then the prophets. Basically, that's how they just... It was just 39 books. The Old Testament are 39. You have the law, which is made of the first five, Genesis 2, Deuteronomy. Then you have the prophets which starts from Isaiah to Malachi, which is 17 books, you know. So these were basically the Bible. So when the Bible says that he referred to the prophets, he was talking about the scriptures. And he called them foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. They had a condition. Their condition is they were foolish. And the word foolish here means they lacked understanding. So they were not necessarily fools because they were unwise. They were just fools because they lacked understanding. And because of their lack of understanding of scriptures and spiritual things, it affected the condition of their heart. It affected how they believe. They were slow of heart to believe. Listen, not reading the Bible doesn't only give you a veiled understanding of Christ like these people. These people, you could see that they, they were not bathing themselves in the scriptures. The scriptures was not before their eyes. That is why even when they saw Christ, they had a veiled understanding of Christ. 
and it also showed that they lacked understanding and they were slow of heart to believe Christians when we make it a point not to read the Bible this is the condition we become fools we lack understanding of the times we lack understanding of the seasons we lack understanding of who Christ is the reality of Christ and we become slow of heart to believe you become doubtful any Christian you see who is always having doubts it shows how much of the word he has in him because when Jesus saw this he cured that condition and the only way to cure the condition is to open the scriptures ladies and gentlemen this year be determined that I am going to open this book don't just open it on Sundays open this book because when you open this book then you are just like Paul that I may know him how are you going to know Christ you are going to know him through the scriptures not only that the more you read of this you will be certain and you will be firm in conviction about the reality of Christ you also have understanding and it will affect your posture of heart you will be quick to believe because you will walk in persuasion of the truth Jesus Christ cured the condition of these two disciples by opening the scriptures to them and when you read the scriptures carefully the Bible lets us know that Jesus expounded the scriptures to them concerning himself from Moses and all the prophets now the meaning of this word expound here is very interesting the word expound in the Greek means stick close stick close so what this scripture is telling us that Jesus stuck close to the scriptures and let the scriptures explain itself rather than using fanciful words and you know allegories to explain the scripture he just stayed close to the text and allowed the scriptures to explain itself that's what it means by he expounded the scriptures so Jesus opened the understanding of the people by explaining the scriptures to them and then look at the results of Jesus explaining the scriptures to them when you read Luke chapter 24 verse 31 to 35 so let's read Luke chapter 24 verse 34 verse 31 to 35 Luke chapter 24 verse 31 to 35 now there is a gap there from verse 27 to verse 35 what what happened after Jesus had explained the scriptures to them Jesus ate with them so that's the gap there he ate with them and then look at what happened in verse 31 then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight and they said to one another did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us so they rose up that very hour returned to jerusalem found the eleven those who were with them gathered together saying the lord is risen indeed has appeared to simon and they told about the things that happened on the world and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread so what happened was that when jesus expanded the scriptures to them and when he ate with them the bible lets us know that 
their eyes were opened and their hearts burned. What did their, why was their hearts burning? Their hearts was burning with conviction. That was what happened. That's why when you put this Bible before you, you receive open eyes. And when I'm talking about eyes here, think of the eye of your understanding. I'm not talking about visual acuity. I'm talking about the eyes of your understanding being open and your heart burning with conviction. These people had hearts that were burning with conviction. Their hearts burned with the fire of God. It burned with the fire of God so much that they returned from wherever they were because I don't think they had reached a mouse yet. They returned from wherever they were went back to Jerusalem, found the 11 people, and these people who, who, were not un, who were uncertain about the resurrection of Christ, they were not sure. They went boldly and they said that Jesus has indeed risen from the dead. Why were they able to say that? They were able to say that because their hearts burned with conviction and their eyes were open. And how were their eyes open and their hearts burned with conviction? When the scriptures was being expounded to them. So if you want to know Christ, the best avenue to know Christ is through the scriptures. So this year, invest in a Bible. Invest in a good Bible. And if you have one, open the Bible. The devil is not afraid of a closed book. Open the Bible. Begin to read it. Begin to see the reality of Christ. Begin to see who Christ is. Begin to be fully persuaded, be fully convicted of the lordship and the divinity of Christ. And that you will be able to say like Paul, that I may know him. The only way by which you know him is through the opening of the scriptures. Ladies and as you are listening to this message, make up your mind that this year I am going to open the Bible. I'm going to make the Bible a priority in my life because it is through opening the scriptures that your eyes will be open to say that Jesus is Lord. It is through the opening of the scriptures that your eyes will be open for you to say, indeed, he is risen from the dead. It is through the opening of the scriptures that your eyes will be open for you to say, offer truth, I serve a living God. It is through the opening of the scriptures that your eyes will be open, that you will run and take the gospel with you. You will preach it to your friends. You will preach it to your work colleagues. You will preach it to everybody around you saying that Jesus is Lord because you have had firm conviction. Your heart is burning with fire because you have opened the scriptures. And that's what happened. These people who look very uncertain. When Jesus Christ opened the scriptures, something just happened. Their eyes were opened and their hearts burned with conviction. But how be it? No matter how convicting their message was, it didn't convince the other disciples. And whilst the two disciples, which one of them was called Cleopas, the Bible lets us know that Jesus appeared. And when he appeared, he realized that they struggled with a similar condition compared to the two disciples. Because these disciples, if you read the scriptures carefully, 
they were struggling to believe. Jesus is not resurrected from the dead. They were struggling to believe. These disciples also lacked understanding and they were slow of heart to believe. But look at what Jesus did. Read verse 44 to 45. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you whilst I was still with you. So now Jesus has appeared in the midst of the eleven and the other two disciples. So probably they were 13. And Jesus is saying that these are the words which I spoke to you whilst I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Now, you see, their understanding of the scriptures affected who Christ was to them. And for them to see who Christ was, Christ had to open their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. For the disciples to believe in Christ, they needed an understanding of the scriptures. Now, how did Christ open their understanding? He opened their understanding by opening the sense of scripture through explaining it to them. This year, I pray may Christ become real to all of, our, all of us. This year, may we truly say that we know Christ for real. May we experience the reality of Christ. When we experience the reality of Christ, our worship of him moves at a very high level and you will become fully convinced and convicted. You will have a burning heart. This year, if there is anything that you want, pray that you have a burning heart. A burning heart is an offshoot that you know Christ and you have had an encounter with him through the scriptures. Not many people can talk like that. Very unfortunate. Because it starts with erratic Bible reading. When your Bible reading becomes erratic, you can't tell me you have a burning heart. You are not fully convinced. You are not fully convicted. And that's why many people are falling away. Many people are falling away because they are not fully convinced and fully convicted. Let me tell you, having a position will not make you secure in your faith. You can be a pastor, assistant pastor, worship leader, but you have to come to a place of being fully persuaded, being fully convicted, being fully convinced. Otherwise, you will just fall away. And that's why pastors are falling away, worship leaders are falling away, because they were not fully convinced and fully convicted. And the only way by which you become fully convinced and fully convicted is to open the scriptures. The scriptures have to affect the eyes of your understanding. And when the scriptures affect the eyes of your understanding, you will know of a certainty that Christ is real. And you will do everything to know him, just like Paul says. So this morning, I want us to pray that we will know Christ. Your first starting point to knowing Christ is to read the Bible. And that's why on Wednesday we are going to deal with how to read and study the Bible. This is your first starting point. If 2021 is going to be the year of knowing Christ, this is it. 
This is it. But sometimes Christians, we want to know Christ and there is no action on our part that shows that we really want to know Christ. If you want to know Christ, it starts with the Bible, the Word. Everything that God wants us to know, He has given it to us through this book. This book has been given to us so that God will not become a mystery. So that God will not become like a pie in the sky, something abstract, something unreachable. Christ is real. He is tangible. Hence, given us these scriptures. I pray that as you read this Bible, may the eyes of your understanding be open. I pray that as you read this Bible, may you walk with a burning heart. May you be fully persuaded and may you be fully convicted. It is when you come to that position that you can truly say, I know Christ. I want us to pray. But one of the scriptures I want us to stand on is Psalm 23 verse 2. The Bible says that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know, pasturage is the meal of the sheep. And we are his sheep. Our meal is the word of God. And therefore, if we want to have a desire, a yearning, an appetite, we will need to allow God to fuel that desire and that hunger in us. So this morning, I just want you to pray that may Christ give us a yearning desire to eat of his word, which is like meal for our spirits and our souls. And the first starting point by which you and I will come to know of Christ is to eat of his word, which is like meal to us. It is pasturage. It is green pastures. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pray that the Lord will give you a desire. He will give you a desire this morning. You want a desire this morning. A desire to read a word. A desire to read a word. A desire to know Christ. By the end of 2021, you have to say, I know Christ for real. By the end of 2021, you have to be fully convicted, fully persuaded. Because you have a burning heart. I want to know Christ. You shouldn't play church. Sometimes you can be in church for 10 years, but you don't know Christ. You can be in church for 12 years, you don't know Christ. I mean, we know Christ. Everything else has to pale in comparison to knowing Christ this year. It's all about knowing Christ. Yes, you want to make money, it's good. Yes, you want to have financial security, it's good. Yes, you want to look for a better job with better job prospects, it's good. But all of these pale in comparison to knowing Christ. I pray that you will know Christ for real. May we come to a place where we will say of a truth, we don't play church anymore. Begin to pray this morning that may the Lord give you a yearning and a desire to eat of his word. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. If you are going to have a desire and appetite for the word, it's going to be supernatural. Ask for that supernatural desire. That supernatural desire to read the word. That supernatural desire to study the word. That supernatural desire to memorize scriptures. That supernatural desire to read the Bible at all times. That supernatural desire to have a discipline to read the Bible. That supernatural desire to 
put it on your calendar that supernatural desire to make the word of god first place first priority in your life that supernatural desire let's begin to pray oh lord fuel our thirst fuel our desire fuel our hunger this morning that will eat of the word oh lord thank you jesus we give you praise Make us lie in green pastures, O Lord. Make us lie in green pastures. Make us lie in green pastures. Saban Tadibre and Commander Imandosa Kinder. Dan Dolibre and Contalambo Denemezikana. Make us lie down in green pastures, O Lord. May we lie down in green pastures of the word. May we eat of the word this year, O Lord. That we will know of you, Lord, of a truth. We will say we know you, O Lord. Full our hunger, full our thirst, full our desire, Lord. May we have a yearning to know you this year, O Lord. May you become real to us, O Lord. May you not become abstract. May we be able to sense your presence. May we recognize who you are to us, O Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, this is our prayer. We want to know you. Give us a hunger for your word. Make us lie down in the green pastures of your word. May we be fully convicted and fully persuaded. May we have a burning heart, O Lord. A burning heart of conviction that of a truth we know you. This year, it is all about knowing you. Thank you, Lord, for answer prayers. I thank you that as we know you, our worship experience will be richer and deeper like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Communion time.